You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. The business of cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www. truly never get tired of saying welcome to the business of cannabis. Uh, we so appreciate you uh, listening and we appreciate all the great feedback. So keep that coming. Uh, thank you for joining me, Dave Sky, and my co-host Matt Cook. And for any new listeners to the business of cannabis, uh, we try to bring you the most uh, interesting, groundbreaking, innovative business stories from the cannabis front lines, the latest in cannabis brands, services, innovations, and in retail, software, distribution, marketing a hard look at the hard realities of making money in the cannabis industry. And I hope you're in the mood for a little action, a little bit of heat and excitement, because we're going to talk to two of the most innovative and fastest growing service providers in cannabis. We're chatting first with Mike Barrow of Conquer Media, which is Michigan's uh, largest preeminent full-service marketing agency in the cannabis space. Uh, Conquer burst onto the scene in 2020, literally burst on, and is now expanding into a, a variety of states with a virtual who's who a client list. Uh, Mike's a very interesting story of what I think of as intuitive opportunism, uh, seeing an opportunity, feeling it, and then going after it uh, with a bit of guts and a bit of fearlessness. And he does not lack for ambition. That much I know. I, anyway, I think you'll enjoy hearing how uh, Mike has grown uh, conquer me media into in such a dynamic fashion. And then we welcome back Kuraj Keshvani from Rethink Pay. Uh, we asked him back because uh, and we interviewed him about six months ago. We reached him in Portugal at the time. And he told us about his idea to enable credit and debit card payments for cannabis retailers and he was using the blockchain. Uh, well, now this traveling man is in Houston and he's at Bennett. Rethink Pay has a system that allows cannabis retailers to accept credit and debit payments from their customers for real in full compliance with the law. And they can also pay their own bills using credit and debit. And he has clients to prove it, uh, apparently. And uh, he's also expanding his offering to include provisional credit, which I understand means that once you deposit the cash you've earned into a smart safe or a recycler, and we've talked about them a lot on the show, you can immediately spend the cash. The, the bank, uh, Rethink, will credit you that amount. Uh, so lots of ground to cover. I, I feel it's been innovation month. Uh, we keep finding incredible new offerings for you to hear about, and I guess that's the, the hallmark of the cannabis industry right now, I think. Uh, entrepreneurs are flooding in trying to solve problems. Uh, so let's hear how Conquer Media and 
Rethink Payer doing just that. I'm Dave Sky with Matt Cook. And this is The Business of Cannabis. The Business of Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www. Welcome to the Business of Cannabis, Dave Sky, Matt Cook. And uh, we have, a, I think, a pretty interesting story uh, uh, for you guys today. Uh, answer the question, how does one go from uh, uh, living in the hallway at the south of Lebanon in 2016 uh, to running one of the most successful cannabis marketing agencies in the world? Um, we don't have to guess the answer to that question because we have Mike Barrow of Conquer Media with us. Um, Mike was into the cell, uh, cell phone repair uh, sort of business and then uh, things didn't work out, but there's no quit in Mr. Barrow. He came back to the US in 2018 and within a year had branched down on his own. Uh, with COVID, cannabis uh, started becoming uh, a larger, uh, when it was declared an essential agency, uh, Mike's agency just uh, blew up. Uh, now offers virtually every marketing service under the sun. Uh, Conquer dominates the Michigan market is working on moving into other states with many marquee clients. Let's find out how this happened and more importantly, why. Uh, Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave and Matt. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the introduction. Welcome. So, well, let's start there. Give us, give us a bit of the backstory. Give us a quick little sort of recap of that. Sounds like crazy couple of years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was there definitely- to suddenly talking to you in this I want to I want to learn about the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so to answer the question on how one goes, it's 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 a fairly simple answer is the mindset. Uh, you, you know, grow, growing up, uh, I wouldn't say privileged, uh, but you know, I, I wasn't really forced to work uh, for my living. Um, when the cell phone repair industry was booming, uh, my family decided to move overseas. Um, very different third world country. Uh, usually people move out of there. You don't see a lot of people, especially right. American right. citizens yep. moving in. Uh, so that there was an immediate disconnect and, and with the family. Um, so I actually moved away to try to pursue my own thing and become independent for the first time. Uh, you know, I tried, um, I failed at the time, uh, hence the hallway uh, and the homelessness <laughs> uh, for two months. Um, and I moved back, but uh, you, you know, Lebanon is that it's a beautiful country, uh, but as an American, someone who has access to healthcare, basic paying jobs, uh, literally anything uh, to survive, to go into a country to where even the currency is at risk every day where you wake up. Uh, it's really scary. And, yeah. you know, growing up here, not growing up scared, uh, it was a very different feeling. It was a great, you know, what happened to me in Lebanon, the, the, the life that I live the lessons that I learned are priceless. And I, if I can go back and change it, I wouldn't because uh, it's, I, I believe it's very essential forming the type of businessman that I am today, uh, the type of leader that I am to my team, type of son I am to my parents um, mm-hmm. and the friend I am you know, to my friends. Right. 
I mean, yeah, uh, my wife was uh, born in Africa and she had to leave because of like civil war that happened there. And uh, it definitely keeps me grounded as a guy that grew up in a very <laughs> privileged uh, neighborhood. But um, so you work for an agency and, you know, um, what, you know, what did you see there that you said, hey, I can do this better? So, so when I moved back from Lebanon, actually the next day, the following day, I landed on a Thursday, Friday, I had the interview and I was kind of offered, signed on the job. Hey, can you start right now? Uh, right. That immediately at the time, I was very excited. Now, fast forward four years or three years, uh, you know, knowing that, that, that demand of hostility, not knowing how much they needed me, uh, but what they didn't have there was structure. Um, what they had is a an owner, CEO, who knew very well how to talk to clients and to employees and how to you know, make all, all his employees fall in love. But none the wiser, you know, this is someone that just came out of the trenches, as they say, and I saw right, right through him. Um, and I knew off the bat, just with deadlines, and I was the web department. There was not a web department. I was the only person department in the entire company that you know, at 3.30 in the afternoon, every single day, my tasks were done. My websites were built. Um, yeah. Other people were, oh, you know, this is where we messed up. This is where we messed up. Oh, we, we didn't get a chance to do this. And then clients being told, hey, we're still working on it. When in reality, nothing was done. Nothing was organized. Nothing was. It's coming. It's coming. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that it's coming. It's coming. And because and then... people don't. And because people don't know, you know, they kind of accept it, right? Exactly. So really complicated. So yeah, <laughs> so it, it was almost a tainted agency experience uh, yeah. uh, that, that I saw. And I, I only worked there for two months. Uh, I, I wasn't able to kind of sustain the for my own mental health. I mean, it, I just wasn't happy there. I wasn't happy working for someone who didn't respect my experience and, and my skill set. Uh, and then the clients um, weren't as well either. Um, but I branched out. I actually met uh, Jumana Kerouz, who's, we call her the queen of Detroit. She's on every single billboard in the corner. Uh, I met her through that agency, through a friend. Um, fast forward a month after that, started doing their IT service, their marketing, their billboards. Um, but yeah. And then, okay. So let's jump yeah. to Conquer. Mm -hmm. So you've had that experience. You sort of maybe through serendipity get this great opportunity to work with someone. Um, you get even more experience and Car Conquer starts really growing. What, what would, cause there's so many agencies. What's been the key to your success? Do you think when you look back, what's the magic? What are yeah, you because, doing I mean, that like, other agencies not, aren't? David, I ran a digital agency for <laughs> years. So, you know, it's, um, you know, I'm really interested to understand like where you, uh, like, what's the secret sauce? Yeah, what did we do wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was I, mostly Matt, by the way, but go ahead. The, the, the biggest difference, um, and a lot of people joke around and say, you know, you, you've monopolized on the industry and marketing, which isn't true, but it is to a fact. But what we did different is I spent the money on the communities that I was in, where my offices were. I was hiring local, and I wasn't paying uh, I wasn't paying that well either. When I started, I was only able to afford, hey, I'll pay you 10 bucks an hour 
uh, and I can only pay you for 22 hours this week. It was very meticulous. Mm-hmm. That that Excel spreadsheet, I have to find it. Right. It, it yeah, was yeah. very detailed. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, as we grew, you know, I realized a lot of people were telling me, dude, why are you hiring, you know, people from here? Go to India, go to this website, save, save, save. I'm like, it's different. You know, when a client comes in to drop off cash or a check for the retainer and they right. see an office filled with three, four people rather than just me, it gives a different, you know, mindset. 100%. Plus, I can get away with saying, oh, you know what? I'm not actually working on that task. I have Natalie working on it. I have, right. you know, Joey working on it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, so it just started becoming more and more of an asset to hire from within uh, than it was to outsource. But, you know, my payroll is more than a quarter million dollars a month. Um, and it, it's that way for a reason. I can easily cut down probably to 50000 a month building my own company in India and hiring from within. But that's not the point. The point is, you know, we are a fully, truly in-house agency from websites to photo, to video, to account management, to design, to strategy, to uh, analytics. Everything is here. So if a client comes in and wants to meet and they have a question about one of their tasks, they can pluck and pull away from any of the desk sets that we have. Hey, can I talk to you real quick? I have a question about my campaign. Or, hey, I don't like this design. And they don't have to go back and forth with emails or Slack messages or phone calls. It's all here. So the fully in-house is, doesn't really exist anywhere. Even the other cannabis agencies, at least that I've read about, that I've seen, um, they don't have full in-house, even after right. COVID, you know, they yeah. switch to remote. I, I, I mean, you know, our agency, um, that's what, you know, our kind of, um, you know, basically uh, message was, was you, we can do everything for you in-house right and uh, you don't have to go anywhere else and i think there's a lot to uh what you said about um you know being able to say hey natalie come over here talk to the client about you know the design or you know content or whatever it might be um so you know i guess who who are you targeting obviously you're targeting cannabis clients but um specifically what's like your your target market so the target market a year ago, six months ago, three months ago, is a lot different than what it is today. Today, we're trying to focus, Conquer as itself is focusing on the larger cannabis groups uh, that have the expandable options to go into multiple states. And we want to be responsible for these brands that start as two stores in Michigan right. and then two years have 30. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I didn't want to forget my OGs that helped me start yeah. the company that didn't forget about me. So we just launched Can House, which is a way cheaper marketing agency. It's kind of all-in-one. It's a fully automated solution. You don't really have a dedicated person you can speak to on the phone. Uh, it's more of a virtual assistant and a team of designers that work on your requests through right. the portal. Um, so we're focusing kind of on the cannabis industry as a whole. I wouldn't even say retailers or cultivators or processors. Our niche is cannabis. So that comes from right. testing facilities, delivery transports, retailers, um, lawyers, anything with cannabis. We do it all except for grow and sell it. Yeah. We are talking to, uh, yeah, we're talking to Mike Barry of uh, Conquer Media, one of the fastest growing uh, cannabis media uh, agencies in the United States. Um, let uh, follow up on that. You're saying like six months ago or three months ago, you pit, you're, you're constantly, is that, you think more because of how the 
cannabis industry is evolving? Is it more how you guys are evolving or is it a combination of both? What's your view of like sort of the market if you just step back because you're right in it and how is it changing maybe 12 months ago, six months ago, even three months ago? It's definitely for the both of us. Uh, something I've learned about this industry is there's no experts. As well as my team, as, a, as great of a company that we have, it's so new of an industry that it can switch over literally overnight. Things can get right. delayed by months. Uh, laws and compliance can change overnight. And we have to quickly adapt. So we like to stay ahead of the curve and kind of, you know, we work with lobbyists all the time. We work with specific groups that can keep us in the loop before something's official so we can kind of change internally. But, but a specific example is, you know, January 1st, New Year's, uh, the first week of the month, I sent a company-wide email uh, and I said, hey guys, this is a new year. You know, we're going to continue to crush it. These are our goals for the year. And then uh, February 1st, sent a follow-up email. Hey guys, following up from my last month's email, right. here's that, I'm going to redline the first <laughs> Forget, paragraph. Please disregard previous yeah. email. Please, yeah. please disregard this. We have a new roadmap. This is what we're focusing on because this is going to be, you know, this year's goal, 2022s. Uh, and then hopefully by the end of 2024, we can touch more on this, the metaverse and the NFTs. You know, it's so new now. There's no real experts. Uh, so it's constantly changing and adapting, hence the restructure I was talking about earlier. Um, as we grow, you know, from before, we were using simple $10 a month platforms uh, for task management. And now we're spending thousands to be able to give our clients direct access to the account managers, right. company phones uh, versus, you know, just normal emails. So now they're getting company issued iPhones. So now the client, the more we advance, the more the client feels that we're not an agency. This is my team, which is yep. the get-go from right. the beginning. I, I don't really like uh, when a client says, oh yeah, this is our agency partner. No, 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 no. I'm your partner. Uh, yep. I'm not your agency partner because I want you to exit for half a billion dollars or I want you to have 50 stores in five years. It's, it's what we want because your success is our success. And at the end of the day, I mean, what we go based off isn't just revenue, it's performance. Is hey, you know, if this client's paying us X amount of dollars, is my team performing? If the answer is yes, amazing. What are we doing to crush next quarter? If the answer is no, I'm involved. Hey, what happened? What went wrong? How are we fixing this? Uh, so a lot of agencies, they don't do that. A lot of agencies, what sets us apart from a lot of other people is they, first of all, they don't understand the cannabis industry. So the clients that come to us saying, hey, we worked with this massive company that did stuff for Clorox. Like, yeah, how much do we pay them? Six figures, yeah? Why are you here then for a rebrand? Well, we had to teach them, you know, they were billing us and we were telling them about laws and regulations. Okay, so you, this isn't detergent, right? <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, and a lot of my retailers that come in, hey, you know, we have six stores. Like, I've never heard of you in my life. Where are your stores? Oh, really? This is the campaign we did. So a lot of other agencies, they take the corporate approach uh, and try to apply it to the cannabis market. It, it's not that way. You can't, you, can't, same thing. Yeah. you can't promote a cannabis dispensary is the way you're going to promote a, a grand opening for a CVS. You know, because a CVS is CVS. It's not every person in the world knows CVS. But if you have a new cannabis brand, it's a lot more guerrilla tactics when it comes to marketing, you know, boots on the ground marketing than it is. We're putting a TV commercial or we're running sponsored ads. So don't forget, you know, a lot of... You know, a lot of these platforms, we're not allowed to have access to them. We can't advertise on Facebook. We can't advertise on Google or Instagram. We have our websites. That's our, our method of advertising is very organic. So a lot of the spend that we have is working with influencers. It's working with billboards. It's working with collaborations. 
So we're not dumping a thousand, two, three, five thousand dollars into Instagram ads and boosting the post. We yeah. can't. So, so it's a lot more segmented and targeted marketing than, hey, we're opening in this city. Everyone's going to come because we're a dispensary. Not that easy. So, so tell me, like, you know, what does a onboarding, you know, um, you know, I'm a new client. I've got 20 dispensaries in Michigan. You know, what does that look like, um, you know, in terms of how we deal with you? So the first thing, if you have 20 dispensaries, make sure to bring a big checkbook. Yeah. <laughs> and the no. name is that David. And, and the, re the reason I actually mentioned that I actually had dinner with the CEO of um, uh, a, a company that has 20 dispensaries in Michigan last nice. night. So the numbers nice. in your head, right? Arbitrary. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, nice. it's in my head. So, you know, how do I, how do I, you know, bring, you know, um, how do I talk to them about the experience they're going to get? So the, the first thing we would do, of course, is we, we have a very universal pitch deck. It doesn't change for anyone. It's, hey, this is what we do. This is what we offer. These are the clients we work with. Now, and the last page of that is how are we helping you? What are your problems? And usually most of the time, if we have a one, two week lead, we do a brand audit online and see if it's a retailer, how many clicks they're getting, you know, where they're ranking on Google, where their website sits, how their social looks. Um, after that meeting happens, if it's a 20 dispensary, you're probably going to customize the plan. They're going to get a dedicated couple of account managers, a few designers, um, and then we're going to hit the ground running. The first 30 days of onboarding are kind of, I call it an internal audit where we're working on things where we know this is what you need. And then after that 30 day mark is, hey, guess what? We're going to continue to work on what we know you need, but now we're going to accept customized requests from your store managers to create flyers for weed maps or text blast deals. But the first 30 days, we kind of like it. We're like, okay, here, we have everything we need. Leave us alone for a little bit. Let, let us take over, let us revamp, let us restructure your social media, your marketing. And then after that, hey, okay, now you can start talking to us. Is, is that usually a smooth thing like for them to, cause that's not an easy thing for some companies to do, I bet. Just like, it's trust me, we got work to do. Yeah, or, or do you find the experience is more like, oh good, they're finally taking this off, so, like the pressure off. So uh, uh, before we hired uh, our business uh, development director, Kyle, uh, we never had a sales team. A lot of the people that were coming to us, hey, I, I saw your work here. I heard of you from here. You're the best. You're the best. You're the best. So when we say that, it's, oh, thank God. Okay, beautiful. I don't have to worry about that for a month. But you do have some clients that have had marketing teams internally within, you know, in-house in their brands that come to us and be like, hey, okay, this is what we need from you. We don't want right. your ideas. We need you right. to, to do Execute. these 50 items. Ex pure execution. Pure execution and we're yeah. executing. I'd be like, hey, okay, well, guess what? We're going to execute the first 30. After that, the workload will lessen. We're going to come up with what we think you need to. Right. And sometimes they've said, hey, you know what, Mike? We love you guys, but we don't need you to ever come up with any strategy. Let us strategize. We get. I'm the CMO of this company. I need you guys to be our creative asset and, and skill agency. No problem. And we do that for, for a few MSOs, um, but it really varies on the client. You know, we have a client out of Arizona uh, that has 10 stores and about 19 in the pipeline under construction. Not wow. like we're going to get 19 yet. Uh, so when I pitched him the, the first retainer, um, it's too expensive. I said, okay, well, this is how much it'll cost you in Michigan alone. You're in three states to hire one designer, one account manager. Here you go. That, that's yeah. $180,000 for good, good yep. ones. My retainer is coming in less. Yep. 
he saw that. He's like, and how many stores does this cover? I'm like, you're 10 open stores. So when he opens it, the 19 more stores, guess what? That retainer is going to double and he's still saving. He's 100%. still saving money. Sure. So most of these brands, they come in there. Oh, you're a hundred thousand dollars a year. You're $200,000 a year. You're like, well, yeah, if you go hire four people, what are you going to, what are you going to pay a skilled designer? Well, and and, and four, pe four people's probably light, right? They probably exactly. need to hire six or seven. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, that's, you know, the premise on which we founded our agency at the time uh, was we're saving you money. A hundred percent. Or don't do the work at all. Yeah. Or yeah. Or don't, which do is it. unfortunately what a lot of people yeah. do. We actually have a client that came to us in October, signed, paid the full first month and ghosted, disappeared. Um, went, went to another agency uh, and just hit us back up fast forward now five months and was asking, you know, I paid you guys the first month. I'm like, well, you technically defaulted on your agreement with us. You yeah. never gave us 60 days. How much money did you lose there? $75,000. Yeah. Okay. You went there, you lost 75,000. You doubted us. And now we can't even take you because we're busy. So uh, we, we do have those kind of communications sometimes. With, with yeah. some clients. Nice problem. Yeah. Um, but problem. that's, there's nothing better when then someone comes back and said, maybe I made a mistake. Yeah. Let me ask you one last question. We are really pushing out of time, but I want to ask, because I'm really uh, intrigued by the story and it's always fun to hear about success. Uh, what's your vision? What's in, in two or three years, I call you up. Hey, Mike, how's it going? What, would, what are you going to tell me? Where, where do you want to be? What's that email in February going to say? <laughs> so, in 2020, <laughs> 2025 or something. So hopefully um, my goal is to completely dominate the total enterprise value of marketing agencies in America. Uh, I want to be, I will be, uh, I'm a very big fan of Manifestation, uh, the largest cannabis agency uh, in America, if not the world. And not just limited to cannabis. You know, we have Conquer Labs, we have Orib. Uh, I want to be the guy that started from nothing that now employs thousands of people uh, that get, you know, I, I want to be, I don't want to compare myself to Steve Jobs because I know he was, he died uh, a billionaire. Uh, but I want to be the guy that gives back to his team because my goal isn't in here to make a million dollars a year. Money's great for the company. The company's, you know, very well off. Uh, but personally, I, I want to be able to, to give these jobs to thousands of people, to touch thousands, tens of thousands of brands and just look at everything. I want to be driving down, oh, my company did that. My company did that. I want to get cool. so big to where I don't even right. know all the clients. Uh, you know, the, the total enterprise value, is, I really want to dominate. Well, so you're not going to take our call in three years. <laughs> no, no. I, I, right, yeah. Con I drove through Detroit. Us? I drove through Detroit a couple of weeks ago, and if you're responsible for any of the cannabis ads on the uh, billboards um, between Detroit and Indianapolis, <laughs> uh, congratulations! That's yes, right. Thank you. The six so million of them. We yeah. actually got a uh, we actually got a private audit done uh, through a firm here that specifically works with cannabis data. And uh, if you're a Michigan cannabis consumer, there's a 76% chance that you've seen our work. So super cool. Oh, it, cool. That's it's awesome. amazing. It's amazing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for the clients that we have for, for what I've been able to build. And the next time you guys are in town, I'd love to give you guys a tour of the facility. It's a lot more beautiful in person than it is in, in pictures well, or in video. We'll, we'll be in town in uh, two weeks. I will see you in two weeks. Then. We, uh, and we, and we uh, will also thank, thank you very much for, for this. Um, uh, we've been talking to Mike Barry of Conquer Media. And, and if you want to learn more, if you're, and all involved in the cannabis space sounds like at least it's worth the conversation. 
uh, with my www.conquer.com, but conquer spelled Q-O-N-K-U-R, Q-O-N-K-U-R. Uh, check it out. It's a pretty cool site. And uh, it sounds like it's worth the conversation, certainly if you're in Michigan, but also uh, multi-state. So uh, Mike, thanks for sharing that story. Yeah, That's, it's a, it, it was cool. And uh, it's an impressive vision. Um, of course, yeah, and so we are going to act, uh, be hounding you for interviews as we track, uh, track con as, as not to say, state the obvious, Conquer conquers the cannabis space. Exactly why it's named Conquer. Nice. <laughs> we will be back uh, with more of the business of cannabis. The business of cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers, cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services. Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www. Welcome back to the business of cannabis and let's just dive right into it because we have a welcome back also to our uh, next guest Kuraj Kachwani of a Rethink Pay. Uh, we had uh, Kuraj on the show a few months ago and talked about his uh, launch of a new business, a new business idea in the cannabis space in the payments area. Now Rethink does a lot of stuff um, but and well, I'm going to ask Karaj about this. He actually started his business career in the nightclub space. Um, and then he kind of morphed that into creating this new interesting payment option uh, for cannabis retailers to be paid using the blockchain, uh, which I like to use that word. I don't understand it. I like using it. So that's why I've done it. And then uh, it enables, apparently, uh, retailers to use true Visa and MasterCard, uh, Visa, uh, credit cards and, uh, and debit cards. Um, and also, uh, he's launching a daily credit or provisional credits to the cannabis space. So um, for, I, I believe him because he brings a lot of brain power to the subject. He's an engineer and has a PhD in the field of biomedical medical engineering. Kuraj, welcome back to the business of cannabis. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, so, so tell us, start uh, for, you know, for those who, 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 I can't believe it, but might not have heard heard the first time you were on the show how'd you get your start in this sort of the cannabis space oh, from man. biomedical engineering yeah so let's see uh as Do you my, can remember my, that far back yeah this is this is a little while ago so i did my education my bachelor's master's and phd in biomedical engineering um i worked for nasa creating artificial skeletal and cardiac tissue and we used to shoot them out in space right to see how they atrophied it was very grueling work. Um, That's so weird. I did that too. That's oh, such I mean, a coincidence. How did we not? Yeah. I love, uh, yeah. But the thing was, I wanted to go to a party as a PhD student working with NASA. No one would invite me to a party anymore. <laughs> I was a big fat guy. No one invited me to a party. <laughs> right. Right. So me and my best friend, we decided we're going to create this app out where people are gonna host parties and we will find out about all the parties on the Ohio State campus and we'll go to all of them for free. That was the plan. Um, 
So that, that night we had reached out to Uber because we thought, hey, why not talk to a big company, see if they would be able to support our app. And we created this feature called Uber SafeRide. Mind you, nothing was coded at this point. This was just an idea. We emailed Uber, say, hey, we have this great idea. We want to create the safe ride feature for you because Uber was going through a lot of bad press with uh, unfortunate things happening to right. them. Right, yeah, probably, yeah, for sure. Um, so we we're like, we can mitigate that. And we told them we have this great app. It's in beta right now and all this good stuff. Mm. Um, about, I think it was a month later, they reached out. It's like, that is fantastic. We love the idea. This is something we want to do ourselves as well. We would love to support your app. Um, a month in, we barely had any coding done. So we're like, <laughs> we started, we started like negotiating with Uber how that looks for three months, finished the MVP, launched it. And that's how we started. Awesome. The app ended up being a payments app instead of a party app. So we were then doing payments for the nightlife industry, everything from bottle service, table service, sales of alcohol, sales of tickets for events, the whole nine yards. Uh, from there, we expanded into the motel industry. So high-risk motel charges. Uh, there are a lot of chargebacks in that industry. So we were trying to mitigate that out and we created a system for that. Um, and then we ended up getting almost shut down through COVID in 2020, uh, which was a hard time for us because all of our clients lost business on that. Um, and internally, we thought about this and we said, hey, we need to look at other industries that are still growing. And hemp and cannabis came into play. Uh, now, around this time, we love the industry. The industry has had a few problems, one of them being compliance. The payments industry on the cannabis side was just so non-compliant, uh, we, could, we couldn't believe it. And we said, hey, there's space for us to become compliant and grow. So uh, we talked to our partners, Uber, Snapchat, Fiserv Square, asked them if they wanted to join cannabis and hemp with us. None no, of them wanted to go the answer to is no. Trader. No, we don't want compliance for cannabis. Screw you. Did you guys. say cannabis? No. Yeah. I mean, Square at that point was in hemp and they were looking to get into cannabis. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. And they were like, nah, not yet. Not yet. Give us a few mm. years. Mm. Uh, so that was fine. We decided that we were going to take the compliance on our heads. Registered with FinCEN, that's the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. It's part of the U.S. Treasury. So the first thing we did, we registered with them as an MSB, a money service business in all 50 states in the United States. So at the very minimum, we could compliantly transact for any state legal industry. Once that was done, we started creating our own private blockchain network off of a protocol called Hyperledger Fabric. And then we launched our own stable coin inside of it called Stable Bank Coin. Worked with IBM, got audits in and everything else. Um, Right when we were trying to launch it in August and September, this is when we first spoke, I believe, uh, one of our compliance officers came up and was like, this is a great idea for cannabis, but stable coin regulation is not stable. And by can, I, that, can I jump in there? And, yeah, okay, can you just explain what you just said? Stable yeah. coin and yeah. what, what do you mean? <laughs> so a stable coin is basically, uh, it's a cryptocurrency whose value is pegged one-to-one -one by a stable currency like the US dollar, right? Ah, oh, okay. So unfortunately, stable coins do fluctuate in value, usually by 0.05 cents. And the stability is maintained by an algorithm that keeps the stable coin stable, but it's never one-to-one. -one. 
Now, the problem with that is you could basically code an arbitrage bot and buy the stable coin for $0.995 and sell it for $1.005 and make a profit. And once you have that ability to make profit, it's considered a security. And securities are controlled by the SEC. They are taxed as securities with 23%. That's a whole different ballgame. And we could not launch that side out because it was obviously going to be considered a security by Fed Chair Powell. He came out and said that many a times. Uh, so at this point, we said, hey, we have a good solution for high-risk industries like cannabis, but the cryptocurrency stablecoin side is not going to work. What do we do? We unfortunately delayed the whole system by about six months, went back to the drawing board, created an entire system called quantum banking from the ground up. So what it is, is let me explain how cryptocurrencies and blockchain work. So first you have cryptocurrency, which is a smart contract code. Um, this, this creates your NFTs, cryptocurrencies, and stable coins. Underneath that, you have the blockchain, which is basically an algorithmic code on top of Web3 or IPFS. And the bottom layer is IPFS. So what we did is we took away the cryptocurrency codes, we took away the algorithmic code and built from the ground up directly on Web3 IPFS. Once we did that, we created this amazing closed loop system and each dollar was represented by an asset marker and the asset marker had no fluctuation in value. Uh, so okay. never, yeah, so it was never right. considered a security anymore. That's the point where our compliance officers gave us a thumbs up, hey, it's good to go, let's launch it. And so it is a dollar for lay people like me but you needed to encase it in a in a concrete bunker so that it's a dollar and and no one can make money off it. Correct. And now I can trust it. Now you can trust it. Now there's no fluctuation. There's no. It's a dollar for all, a dollar. For, for for I don't really care about all the other stuff. What yeah. I need to yeah that stable coin is a dollar. Okay, I'm with you. Keep going. Okay, so now we launched um, the whole system out in December. And we've been growing ever since that, taking on pretty high level clients. Uh, and I can kind of give you a flow of how it works currently. Uh, so what happens is someone goes into a store, let's say they want to purchase, uh, I don't know, cannabis, porn, whatever the case may be, any high risk industry. Uh, the, the seller sends them a text invoice. They click the link, they connect their Apple Pay, Google Pay, credit card, debit card purchase the Rethink Asset Marker under the merchant category code 6051. So this code basically converts United States dollars into something called quasi-cash. And now think about quasi-cash as Chuck E. Cheese money that can only be used at Chuck E. Cheese and nowhere else. Okay. Right? So it's converted to this Chuck E. Cheese money or the Rethink Asset Marker. It's sent to the seller and we underwrite each transaction for know your customer processes, know your business processes and anti-money laundering processes. So we handle all of that in-house for the transactions, report that to FinCEN um, if there are suspicious activities and that's how we handle the whole flow of things. We are talking to Kuraj Keshwani of Rethink Bank, or Rethink Pay, I apologize. Because um, I know you rebranded, you, you told me at the top of the show, you rebranded, so it's Rethink Pay which is cool. So let's continue this um, before my head explodes, but it actually is pretty simple. 
I'm a consumer. I walk in, I get a text on my phone. I pay like I either with, with if I want Apple Pay or Google Pay or I, I assume I can pay through your app or whatever, however I want to pay. Uh, I'm paying with my credit card or debit card. For all right. I care, that's what's happening. And right. my 10 American dollars are worth 10 American dollars. And the fancy stuff in the background that makes it all compliant. And that's the key because we've talked to people on this show and you can, you know, the cashless ATM systems that they get shut down, they don't work. You jump to another financial player and that's why there's so much cash in this business. This is all compliant, what I'm hearing, because it's, it's not cannabis money in a sense. From Exactly. I'm, I'm buying this, you called it, Quasi. The asset marker, right? Right, the, the marker, yeah. Asset. Right. Which to me is just a dollar. I'm paying for my cannabis. Here's $100. Done. I get my cannabis, and I assume the business gets gets their money. The business in their account. Their money. Right, exactly. In, dollar, in dollars, not uh, they're not getting crypto. So they're, they're getting the rethink asset markers. Okay. And they can use that to pay vendors, employees, or push that to their bank account, any bank account for free. There's no charges to any of that. But that marker is a is an American dollar, in my mind. Or what is it? In your mind, it, it is technically it's a, it's technically a Web three marker. It's a decentralized marker, but its value is pegged one to one. With oh, the I see. Dollar. So it's like okay. So I can pay with it, and it's a dollar. It's a dollar. Yeah. You've used a fancy word, but it's a dollar. So I I use fancy words because for me it's all about compliance, right? Uh, right. I cannot blur the lines because over here, the distinction is you're not using Visa or MasterCard to buy cannabis. You're you. using no, the totally. Rethink financial rails with the Rethink marker to buy the cannabis and we report that to the federal government. Gotcha. And that's a big compliance distinction. I know it's a little convoluted. Every, all the magic is in the back end so the consumer doesn't have to deal with it. The business doesn't have to deal with it. But it's a very important distinction. No, I get it. That's why it hasn't. It doesn't happen. We. That's why this. Uh, you know, we've talked. We've had. We've had alternative payment. We've had payment, uh, cannabis payment companies on the show, and it's the. And in all intents and purposes, just basically cashless ATMs, uh, glorified cash advances, and they're doing. They're doing quite well because they charge a lot of money, uh, but they're in business because you can't use Visa or, you can't use credit or debit cards. Right. What I'm hearing is, and we talked, we talked, what do we talk about? This, where you had the idea is, uh, is now you can do it, which is Absolutely. cool. Let's keep going. Uh, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, provisional credit or daily credit, I've heard it called. Yes. Um, and in my other business life, uh, I've been involved in the convenience industry and, it, and it's everywhere where you, where as soon as you get money, you, in a sense, can spend it. As long as I put it through the, cat, the proper cash counting machine, it goes into a safe that I can't touch. Um, and now I don't have to get cash picked up quickly uh, as much. I save on bank fees and I get access to my cash right away. I don't have to wait for it to be counted and processed and deposited. So you brought this to the cannabis space? Yeah, so this is a very, very exciting project we're bringing to the cannabis space with a company called Cash Tech. Um, fantastic company. Uh, 
what what happens for this is we even though we're not a bank and i would love to say we're not a bank uh because we're a web3 system right in all instances we replace a traditional bank um, gotcha. so let's say someone has these amazing smart safes that can count your cash and put it inside the safe we get notified how much cash is in that safe let's say the money is going to be picked up from a dispensary end of the week for that money that is picked up you don't have that cash sitting or credit in your account so what we're doing is giving all these business owners credit for that cash sitting in their safe right away so they can start spending it paying their employees paying their vendors without having to deposit that cash out wow yes it's interesting and timely because next week we're talking to a manufacturer of those that hardware that that enables that i guess secures the money counts it verifies it puts it in a safe so that you know you're getting that money is going to go to the bank eventually maybe it takes a week but you have a whole week to spend that money before it even goes to the bank. Uh, absolutely. That's absolutely. amazing. And it's going to be a great addition for the industry and it's going to normalize the cannabis industry to all the other industries because the, the cannabis mm. industry is now, it, it is behind the eight ball line. Regular banks don't want to play with them. Obviously, Visa and MasterCard don't want to play with the industry. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's always been behind the eight ball. And we're trying to make sure it is above and beyond the current systems that right. They have. So to a customer or a business uh, dealing B two B, they have all the benefits and advantages that other industries will have. Absolutely. What I'm hearing is, yeah, it's a little different though. So they have to get their heads into that. It's a little different because they can't have a customer just tap a credit card. It's a little different, but it solved the problem. That's really cool. Like, it's great to have, that's why we love the show is you've solved the problem. It maybe it's not glamorous, you know, cause selling or growing cannabis is kind of the sexy part of the business. Right. But this is where a business can, you know, live and die or get an advantage over the competition. What's, um, so what's the rethink pay sort of vision? Like in five years, what are you guys doing? Not just in cat, but like in any industry. So our our vision is we have a twofold vision. Obviously, to go up against Visa and Mastercard is the first big one. Uh, we have our own decentralized financial rails that uh, go up against the Visa centralized and the Mastercard centralized rails, mm -hmm. and we would like to get big enough to kind of start taking significant market share out of it. And our second vision is we're moving hard into a space called international remittance. So transacting money from one country to the next and doing borderless payments using our system. And we've enabled that very easily at no fees, making it very smooth. Um, and we're looking to take a major space into that and then work with governments. So we're starting work with a few governments right now where we're looking to kind of use the Rethink Asset Marker rebranded for the currency of the country where their currencies have been hyperinflated and have gone to a worthless level, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Well, you'll be working in Russia pretty soon. Uh, no, we, we will not be working with any sanctioned countries, unfortunately. Well, they're going to need, I don't know if you're going to work, but they're going to need you, it sounds like. They're going to need us. Yeah, yeah, they're going to need you, but they're, you know, call someone else. 
unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Karaj, that's, uh, thank you very much for your time. I always love talking to you. You always have something uh, cool and over my head to talk about, but it's at the same time, it's very simple. I get it. You're solving this problem. I can now, my customers can pay however they want. And I can pay people however I want. It's all I need to know. Uh, I don't really care about Web3 and uh, different, you know, as long as it's legal and it's compliant, it's perfect. That's great. Yeah. No, uh, uh, shout out to whoever, maybe it's you, who had the, <laughs> had the wherewithal to actually make that happen <laughs> and build it. Uh, not just talk about it, but build it. So um, Kuraj uh, Keshvani of uh, Rethink Pay, um, I encourage you to reach out and uh, and uh, talk uh, to them about uh, uh, alternative payments and also uh, uh, provisional credit in the cannabis space. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time to interview me again. I love being on the show. Well, we'll have you. Well, I, I think you've earned another shout out. So we're gonna give you about six more months to uh, keep going. And then I'm sure we'll have a whole nother set of things to talk about. Absolutely. Very absolutely, cool. Sir. And we will be back uh, with more of the business of the business of cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers, cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services. Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www. Welcome back. This is Cannabis with Dave Sky and Matt Cook. And we are going to have a little talk about what we've just heard. Uh, had a nice chat with Mike Barrow, Conquer uh, Media. Uh, sort of a, 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 sounds like a full service slash digital agency, but focused right. on cannabis, which is kind of mm -hmm. interesting. And Karaj Kishvani of uh, Rethink Pay, who's uh, trying to disrupt the payments space by uh, allowing uh, credit and debit card for any cannabis uh, business, not just dispensaries, but obviously that's probably the primary one. Yep. Um, uh, and also bringing provisional credit, sounds pretty cool, to the cannabis space. And because, which is, could be massive business because you, you, it's very difficult to get, yeah. virtually no bank would be interested. So, you know, we'll, Mike Barrow was a, he's an interesting guy, like very young, very successful, very aggressive. My thoughts were, that's what makes it, and that's maybe why he's been incredibly successful. He's just focused on an industry that maybe a lot of people who are, who are doing similar things are doing part-time or uh, ancillary to it, to the, to this. Yeah. I mean, burgeoning I, industry. I ran an agency uh, similar to what he's doing. Um, obviously I didn't focus on cannabis, but, um, you know, you had yeah. one cannabis client, if, if I recall, we, we, had, like we had a medicinal one. one. Yes. We had one. It just uh, showed because there weren't any, but they were all no, just medicinal and, 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 and there wasn't much to I, do. I think to be honest with you, 
I think he's hitting, well, first of all, he's aggressive, which is awesome. Um, And he's going to um, continue to grow in this space, which is amazing. Um, And there's a lot of companies that will shy away from cannabis, right? And he's going right at it, which I think is is awesome. Um, And I... I don't know. I just think he will win because of determination, um, focus, and you know, no one else is really going after this industry. Yeah, in the in that sort of marketing, we've never talked to a maybe we've talked to one other agency where there's a real cannabis focus, but they right. weren't as large. They were you know one or a few people. Um, we talked to a company like Grassroots that does, but does more PR kind of more of the PR yeah, thing. It's not, and they're it's not very focused. Agency. Uh, and he's, yeah. And I can understand if I'm an agency, I have, there's lots of, there's lots, there's your business is based on a lot of industries. And then there's this one, yeah, which you've never been involved in. And it's, and it's, but you know, the ship is, it hasn't sailed, but it is sailing. And For sure. There's a long, yeah, there's a lot of uh, work to go before Mike Barrow has, as, as he proclaimed, <laughs> uh, become the largest agency in America um, yeah. in cannabis. Uh, but someone like him, if it's not him, is going to be that person because it's going to be uh, just to focus on it. And you can't uh, be, you know, uh, I'm in the car industry, I'm in packaged goods, you know, traditional great accounts. And then yeah, we're going to hire two people. Let's get some cannabis business. It's that's not you'll get some business, but it's not going to work. No, particularly because it isn't a traditional industry either. It's a you can't. TV is prob, very problematic. Uh, print is not so problematic because newspapers will cover it. But certainly, um, you know, the, the digital world is very difficult with Facebook and Google and the very advertising's yep. very difficult. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense to go with an agency, whether it's his or, you know, and there's a regional aspect to it too. He's mostly in Michigan um, where you really need specific expertise where in other industries, it's not so true. A yep. more well-rounded in, uh, agency might be really beneficial because they can bring experience from the packaged goods area. Uh, right. Maybe it's car, maybe it's energy. Um, and then you and then you have uh, we, Kuraj Kishvani of Rethink Pay, uh, who's really disrupting the industry or trying to. I love Kuraj. Uh, I think, I think, yeah, I like Kuraj too. I don't know. I hope he doesn't hear this, but I like him too. He, he, no, he's I, I, I very think... bright and very, very interesting. Well, anyway, you know, blockchain and NASA and all that, but. Well, it's think, an interesting approach. Anyone, anyone trying to uh, disrupt any industry is interesting in my book. And, you know, he's looking at a problem in this industry, which, you know, fair enough. Um, you know, people can't pay with, you know, debit credit cards. And he's actually trying to say, how do we find a way around that? around the federal law um, 
or not around it. One way to say is through it. Like it's no. completely yeah. compliant. So it's not a workaround like cashless ATMs, where, no. where no. which are chronic and they shut you down and right. or it's or it's not a particularly elegant solution. He has created a real it's it's alternative, so that's somewhat different. That might be the challenge. Right. It's a new way to pay. Yeah. You have to it is. it's a new way to pay. Not that it's bad, but it's just it's not taking your credit card and tapping. No, and and I mean tapping your phone. <laughs> you and I have experience with like a new way to pay. Um, you know, payment processing. Um it's it's really interesting because they've said, okay, you know, you've laid down the ground rules. Now we're gonna try to like come like come at you with a different way to pay, um, which is ingenious. Um, and I think, you know, this is going to be, you know, probably something that disrupts the industry way more. Quietly, than, yeah. 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 And even bigger might be the provisional credit angle. Oh, I mean, without even getting into that, which is huge. Which could be bigger. I mean, you are now financing operations you are essentially a bank well, you are rethink is a bank but you're you're no they're a bank. traditional banking here's credit on a daily basis mm -hmm. what come uh, i who wouldn't want that or or you know take advantage uh cut down on your bank fees cut down on your costs have access to your money right away right in a secure way and it is impossible to get that pretty much through traditional banking channels. Well, could be a pretty attractive thing. Big banks, like, you know, I, I'm not actually going to mention them by name, but, um, you know, there are a lot of local credit unions that are actually trying to do this <laughs> and are doing this. Um, right. But I think, you know, Karaja's uh, solution could actually circumvent even the local credit unions. Right, um, because it's not local. It's a, it's a national. It's, yeah, you don't have to worry about growth. You don't have to worry about. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, a thanks uh, to Mike Barrow of Conquer and Karaj Kashvani, Rethink Pay. A thanks to all of you listening to the Business of Cannabis. Uh, a thanks to our sponsor, Cash Tech Currency Products. Uh, call Cash Tech for all your cash management needs www.cashtechcurrency.com um and thank you matt for those uh thanks dave for those comments and uh the occasional interesting question um <laughs> just the the, okay. <laughs> the occasional well keep you on your toes uh we'll be back next week of course with more uh guests uh who are on the front lines of uh of this uh burgeoning and uh interesting industry that we're all involved in until then, uh, take care. And for Matt and I, this is The Business.